Hey guys, welcome to House Church Weekend. We just want to thank you so much, whether you're joining us online or if you're in a living room right now with friends and family as part of your house church group. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us. This is our first weekend this year, 2021 house churches, and we're just believing for powerful moves of God. We are in a series right now on covenant. And so if you are wondering maybe even why you are in the living room right now, someone pulled you in to a house church weekend and you're about to go to church. So if you've never heard of covenant, we're going to dive into that today. Um, we have been talking about the covenants starting in Genesis with the Edenic, the Adamic, and then the Noahic. And the thing that's so awesome about covenant throughout the Bible is God uses it from cover to cover to get across his point that he will redeem and he will restore humanity and his people. And that's his promise to us. And so even if we maybe missed it with the Adamic covenant that he was going to bring redemption, to all mankind. Then he comes in again with a Noahic and he chooses a man and a family. And he's like, hey, come on, get on my boat. We're going to do this together. I want to fulfill promises in your life. And then we get to the one that we're talking about this weekend, which is the Abrahamic covenant. And so God again is reminding us, I will redeem and I will restore you. And this is a covenant of grace. It's amazing because we actually are probably more familiar with the Abrahamic covenant than we're even aware of. Even as kids, we started singing a really simple song. We had motions for it. Sing it if you know it. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Super cheesy, right? But... The thing that we're able to glean from that is this covenant extends to us. The descendants of Abraham, God was saying, for all mankind, I don't just want to choose a few. Even though he chose Abraham, he was saying, Abraham, I choose you so that actually all of mankind can be redeemed, can be blessed, and can be called and reconciled unto myself. And so this covenant is for all of us. If you're listening, this is for you. And when we read in Genesis 12, this is actually before his name was changed. So God is referencing him as Abram. And Genesis 12, 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. So there are three main things, one in each verse that we get. The promised land, the promise of descendants, and then the promise of blessing and redemption for all mankind. And you have to think, those are massive promises. If you were Abram and you're sitting there hearing that, and to be honest, we read in scripture, he wavered in receiving those promises from God. Even when we just look at something as massive as he was told that his descendants would be like the sand on the seashore. So completely unable to count how many descendants he would have. But his wife was barren, and so they made their own way in order where he slept with her servant, created this whole situation that wasn't God's way. He wavered in that promise from God, and 
a lot of times we waver as well. But God doesn't just dangle a carrot of promise in front of us. He always has a way to fulfill it. Pastor DJ said this, God is pretty confident in his ability to fulfill what he says, no matter what history brings or what will be thrown our way. God is constant and he's going to extend that promise to us no matter what. And again, we look biblically and we see all of these covenants where he's saying, I will make a way for you. My promise is great. I, you can count on me to fulfill my word. In Genesis 15, God makes it really clear that the Lord takes responsibility upon himself to fulfill covenant to us. He's the initiator and he's the fulfiller of covenant. So when we hear words like promised land, we're thinking, okay, great. I'm not living thousands of years ago. I'm not a settler of old. (laughs) I don't have land to claim. What does that have to do with us? And so just a couple practical takeaways that we can have from this passage of scripture and from this covenant. Sometimes God has to shift you in order to bless you, whether that's shifting our perspective, moving us physically like this is saying he had to leave what was familiar and follow the call of God. And that still applies to us today. We want to hear God's voice and we want to be obedient, just like When we read Abraham with his son Isaac, right? He was obedient when the Lord asked him to sacrifice his son. He went all the way up the mountain. But my favorite part of that scripture is that it says, Abraham told the people that were with them, we will be back. He knew that he could rely on God's promises, even about his descendants. This is far before any of those things happened. But Abraham knew that he had to be obedient to what God was asking, and he had great faith that the Lord would fulfill that. When it comes to descendants, some of us, maybe we think of that as fruitfulness and our family increasing and multiplying, or maybe you think of fruitfulness in disciples and the people that you're leading to the Lord. And all of those things apply, but John Piper said this, who then are the heirs of the precious and very great promises that were made to Abraham and his seed. You are. To whomever it can be said, your sins are forgiven, God is for you, and with all of his power and goodness and mercy, he will pursue you all of your life. You will rise from the dead, your name will be great, and you will fill the new world with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. These descendants, God's heart was that more and more people would come to know him and would come into relationship with him. And I love that line, that you would fill the new world with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Would our life be something presented as an offering before the Lord so that the whole earth would fill with his glory and people would know him and encounter him time and time again. We see in Genesis 15 that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Many of the promises that God gave Abraham at that time seemed completely impossible. And I think it's really powerful when we look at it because he started as Abram, and God made this covenant to him and changed his name to Abraham. Covenant changes us. God doesn't change. 
again. He's constant. He's consistent. He will always be the same. But Abraham changed in that process, and you and I change as well when we walk in covenant relationship with the Lord and when we receive the things that he has for us. Why did those circumstances seem impossible for Abraham? Well, if you look at it very simple, God said, I will make you a great nation. He was talking about his offspring and his descendants, but Sarah, his wife, was barren. Then God said, this land belongs to your descendants. And that specific land at the time was occupied by enemies. Then God promised, I will be your protection and your great reward. But then you read on and it says, Abraham's descendants went through 400 years of slavery and oppression. So there's a clear promise and it seems absolutely impossible. But Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So we come to this place where we're trying to figure out how do we apply the Abrahamic covenant to ourselves? Well, what are the promises that God has made to you or maybe even things that he's asked you? And what has caused you to struggle to believe for those things? There are so many things now that Abraham never even got to see the fulfillment of God's promises to him, but they continue on and it was counted as faith to him. Would we be people of faith who stand and say that we believe the Lord and we know, we know, we know, we know with zero doubt that what he says will come to pass. 2 Timothy 2.13, he remains faithful when we are faithless. So even like we see Abraham's life and his choices that wavered time and time again, the way that he struggled as he tried to make his way through that, God remained faithful to him. What are promises and words from God that you've let die because you just thought that maybe you would see it in your timing? And I think the Lord is challenging us today to stand as those people of faith, to be willing to wait and to persist and to pray for those things to come to pass his way and not our way, his timing and not our timing. Romans 15.4 talks about how everything in the Bible was written for a specific purpose. And so we can take this scripture, and I'm going to replace some of the words here, but it so everything written about Abraham was written for your instruction that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, you might have hope. God wants to give hope in abundance today. If you find yourself disillusioned or frustrated or doubting that what he says is true, he wants to give you hope. He wants this story to be something that you can hold as a promise and you can carry out in your life. And so Jesus, we thank you so much that you have given us covenant and that you are the initiator and the fulfiller. You're the one who brings all things to pass. And we know that we can count on you because we look at these stories over and over and over and over again in the Bible and you chose a man and you chose a family and you chose a land and you chose descendants, you chose us. And you went to great lengths just to see that your people would be able to walk in right relationship with you. We thank you for redemption and restoration that comes through covenant. And Lord, embolden each person 
to be able to walk in such radical faith and trust that what you say is true. Would you stir our faith today? Create an ability in us, Lord, just to step out and to follow the things that you're asking. We want to be people of your word, people of faith, and people that are obedient to what you ask, no matter how scary that may be. So we just invite your wisdom and your ways, Lord. We thank you so much that your promises are true, that your promises are yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen.